Welcome to the Into the Rabbit Burrow podcast. Join hosts Hannah Morth and Elizabeth Modine as they dive deep into topics surrounding spiritual metaphysics, universal laws, and everyday mindful entrepreneurial pursuits. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy as we go Into the Rabbit Burrow. This episode is a replay from our Coffee Chats live series that we do every week on our Facebook page. Each week, we bring on another guest to talk to us about various topics ranging from UFOs to spiritual beliefs to embodying the divine feminine to channeling starseed groups to so much more. Our hope is that this series brings you spiritual knowledge and acts as a resource to help you grow on a soul level. With that, let's get into this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Coffee Chats. We are welcoming Jane Janie Graham to catch my brain up with my voice this morning. I haven't had enough coffee yet. We are welcoming Janie Graham back onto the show and we are talking about Sawin today and honoring the ancestors during Sawin. Hello Janie, how are you doing? Hello, it's great to be here. This is one of my favorite topics ever so I'm really excited to chat to you about it today. Yeah. I'm super excited to jump right in. Janie, for those of our audience members that don't know you, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I'm a yoga teacher and Ayurvedic specialist. And uh, I also do tarot readings and other kind of intuitive healing work. Um, and I'm a spiritual life coach. And basically, I like to um, use my intuition to help people to cultivate their own intuition so that they can be basically their own guide and their own coach in life so um, that's kind of led me into my own spiritual practice and uh, being Scottish there's lots of like folklore and uh, folk magic around here so um, we all pretty much know a lot of uh, the kind of spooky stuff that, that we like to do with the, um, the kind of agricultural system that we've had you know we're a tiny little island so it's um has kind of been imbued in the culture a lot and it carries over through the generations. I don't personally know anyone in my family who practices these things as well but we all kind of understand it and there have been like different uh, members of my family who uh, kind of have a little bit of a, a an intuitive sense as well whether they practiced it or not so um, it's definitely very very prevalent in uh, where I am in the world so uh, that's going to lead me into developing my own practice with um, what we call it hedge witchery and that is basically when you're like a medium you can in between all the realms it's quite similar to shamanism uh, so you're kind of in between, uh, they call it right in the hedge, you're in between the spirit world, the living world and the animal kingdom as well. So it's, it's fantastic. That is so beautiful. I love that. And we were talking a little bit before we hopped on here with Janie, just about how in the United States, sometimes this isn't something that really is even talked about in childhood. And for Hannah and I growing up Catholic, we really didn't have this as part of our upbringing. And so we were saying to Janie that all of this is new information. And so with that, Janie, why don't we kind of jump into the topic and share a little bit about Sawin and what it is and what you'd like to share with the audience today? Sure. So it's a great time for honoring your ancestors. And I'll get into that a little bit um, later on. 
um, just as you're mentioning there, like having a Christian upbringing. So a lot of the kind of older religions and uh, belief systems, we all tend to honour our dead and we all revere our dead and we like to remember our dead as well. And this is part of like our kind of human nature because we kind of understand that uh, the consciousness is not necessarily in the body. So whether you're religious or not, it's kind of natural for you to think, is there something, like, where do you go? Is there something that, that continues on from mm-hmm. you? And um, everyone has, like, their own ideas of this, which is perfectly fine. Um, and some people don't even believe in it, which, again, is fine. Um, but even in, even though we don't really practice any kind of ancestor reverence in Christianity... There is always um, a few dates in the Christian calendar where we do celebrate like All Saints Day um, and we do kind of celebrate like Easter and things like that. So it's, it's basically that kind of eternal life part even comes over into Christianity, whether or not you um, really do ancestor reverence. But in all the other kind of religions and the, the more kind of pagan cultures and the older ways of living, um, they absolutely just go to town with it. <laughs> you know, they love um, just making an absolute um, big song and dance mm. out of death, essentially. Um, and basically all the things that we celebrate now, so you think marriage, you're honouring your ancestors because you're bringing two family lines closer together. Mm. And of course, death, like funerals, everybody celebrates funerals, whether it's like a happy occasion or a, a sad occasion. Mm-hmm. We all like to mark that in our calendars and come together. Mm-hmm. Um, and births, of course, whether you um, kind of believe that you come from the same places where you go, that's what a lot of these kind of like spiritual uh, practices believe in. So you're basically honouring your ancestors from repeating the cycle and you're bringing a child um, to start coming back into the family from the ancestor realm. And then when they die, they kind of go back there, um, back into this kind of collective spirit consciousness. So everything that we can celebrate culturally all over the world and all the different cultures, it's essentially we're honouring our ancestors through it as well. So let's talk about Halloween or uh, Samhain. Um, It's one of the cross-quarter days. Uh, We call it the cross-quarter days in the agricultural calendar. So that's like, um, you call it the, it's like the wheel of the year, I think they call it. It's Mm -hmm. uh, celebrated in a lot of kind of earth-based religions and a lot of witchcraft practices. Um, The cross-quarter days are between the solstices and the equinoxes. And we have two of those and we like to celebrate fire festivals. So the first one is, of course, May Day, uh, the 30th of April, going into the 1st of May. So that's celebrating spring. And we have a big fire festival for fertility and welcoming in all the baby animals and all the harvests, um, the crops and everything, the the flowers, the blossoms coming back. And then when we come down to this side of the year, again, it's a fire festival. But we're then celebrating, um, basically, during the harvest, we celebrate everything that we've cultivated through the year. And now it's time for us to just pause and reflect and just prepare for death, basically. 
um, we're preparing for the death of the uh, farmlands and uh, a lot of the animals are often slaughtered at this time of year as well. Mm. Um, this is going back to the old um, kind of farming ways because obviously uh, living in a little island like this we were all farmers because it was yeah. the only way to survive. <laughs> it's actually Hannah so, and I are too from Wisconsin. Yeah. That's like yeah. very much so our people too as yeah. farmers. <laughs> well, these days are really magical because um, they say that the veil between this world and the next world so the hedge that we ride on during hedge witchery is really close together so we're a lot closer to um animal spirits nature spirits um elements and also our ancestors as well and people who have passed on so we say around may time that's when um the fairies and the kind of elemental spirit world starts to come closer and because we're moving into the death of the agricultural year this is when the remembered dead and our ancestors start to come close to us as well so that's um the history of halloween a little you know wow. quick oh, intro there amazing i love i love your perspective on it because it's it's very different from what it is in the united states and your perspective is much much more beautiful um in in remembering your ancestors where ours is just like fun and spookiness and candy yeah, <laughs> yeah. And well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. there's well, that and it can be quite spooky having um because you don't really know like oh the tv's just turned on you don't know what this noise is and yeah. everything just feels a little bit you know you can feel in the atmosphere outside it just feels like we're settling in you know it does feel like you're kind of preparing for death coming into the long dark winter nights so <laughs> mm -hmm. definitely you can feel the energies coming closer if you're sensitive to that mm -hmm. and so uh, traditionally on the 31st but it's usually practiced for seven nights so we begin on the 28th it's the three nights before the night of and then the three nights after um, and that's when we do our ancestor reverence so you'll set up your little ancestor altar on the 28th and you do all your celebrations on the 31st and then you just dismantle it and start to move into the next phase uh, on the 3rd of November that's I, I want to hear more about that because that's something well because that's something that I have never we've I don't think I've oh. ever heard about anything like that so you set up an altar as a form of reverence what can I ask what you put on there what what's like the kind of stuff that you guys yeah. do yeah um, I'm actually going to include on my website later on today I'm going to include a little uh free guide to setting up your own ancestor altar cool. um, because I'm doing this ancestral healing package and you're going to through that um, you're going to learn how to do this ritual for yourself so you're going to get your tarot reading which tells you all about your ancestors and lessons from them and messages and um, how to connect better with your ancestors then you get your little ritual um, and get your meditation practice to call in your ancestral guides as well and um, mm. it just walks you through the seven days of the actual ritual and how to set up your altar so I'm going to have a wee freebie download on my website that you can look at but basically we're looking for anything that symbolizes your ancestors your family 
Um, so photographs, uh, jewellery, trinkets, you know, little tools that um, the people, you know, have kind of left behind. Or you can even just use something if you don't have any belongings of theirs, you can just use something that symbolises them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like to always have a little skull on my altar space because that, of course, represents um, what happens when we pass over. So it's, it's a really uh, strong symbol. You see it in like cemeteries and old buildings and churches and things like that. Mm-hmm. You've got the little skull is always good for ancestor worship. Um, and you also have a white candle and a black candle. So the black candle is going to go to the left-hand side and that kind of protects you from um, any wandering spirits because, of course, when a person dies, it normally takes, it's believed, around the first year and kind of around the anniversary of their death before they start to settle in, especially if they've had like a traumatic death, um, if they were maybe confused or if it was, you know, um, like an accident or something that happens, yeah. it can take a while for them to settle in. So that's when um, there may be a few kind of wandering spirits or they call them hungry ghosts. Um, when they're not quite sure what's happening and they don't know where they belong, they're always trying to come back here. So um, you put the black candle just to kind of help you to shut out anything so that you're hidden from anything that might want to come and interfere. And the white candle is for attracting uh, spirits and your guides. So you have these two candles, the white one goes on to the right, left one Uh, the black one goes on the left. I like to make a little circle of salt but you can use um, herbs that represent the dead so lily, iris, um, rose petals and herbs such as um, wormwood and lavender as well. Pomegranate seeds are also really good because that's um, relating to uh, different beliefs and practices around goddesses and um, they like to use uh, pomegranate seeds to represent Hikati, who is one of the uh, deities of crossing over. So she would uh, help your ancestors kind of pass through onto the other world. So um, having the pomegranate seeds just to represent her and to ask for assistance is always nice for this kind of thing. So you just basically have the little circle of whatever you like included there. Uh, salt, of course, is protective. Um, burn some incense so sage is good um lavender frankincense sandalwood things like that because that kind of heightens the intuitive senses but it also is very protective as well so um it can be quite daunting if you don't know if you've never done something like this before yeah. if you're like calling all the spirits you're like oh my god what's gonna happen is someone gonna <laughs> come and get me <laughs> it's always nice to get your protective incense um, and your salt and everything down there, um, it does help. So it, it, at least it will help you, if nothing else, you know, it will kind of calm you down so you're not going to be worrying. <laughs> no doubt, yeah. That's very true, though, because you can sometimes cause your own, you know, snags by letting your mind run amok. Oh, yeah. We, we've all seen the scary movies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be like that, though. You know, it can be... Um, it can be a lovely experience. Yeah. Um, journaling is also really good. And that's why uh, before you start any ancestor practice, um, 
it's better to just journal out your feelings like how do you feel about the people that you're trying to contact if you've never um if you start well, there's like three different groups of ancestors so you've got your family the ones that you knew and were in your life and who have now passed on if you're going to be communicating with them making sure that you have a clear communication for them you're not holding on to any grudges you don't have any um like bad memories of them lingering around when you're making the contact that'll help you make a kind of clear connection as well and then also you have remembered dead who are members of your family that you can trace back through your family tree but perhaps you've not met them it can go up to around 500 years ago so you might not know who they were personally but you know their names and you know that they're actually related to you and then you have collective ancestors who are basically I mean we all basically come from the same person (laughs) or the same few people um everybody's originated from around kind of western Africa before we became what we are today uh hundreds and I think it's something like 500 oh I don't even remember I'm (laughs) I have no clue a lot longer it's at least 20,000 years since people have occupied Europe so a while ago (laughs) (laughs) so these people maybe if you're contacting them the problem that you would have there that you need to journal out is that you've never met them before can you trust them are they going to do you harm what's going on there so that's when you look into the cultural shadows as well which I think is really important for especially right now the um things that have been coming up um from stuff that's happened in the past like um we've got like wars we've got imperialism everything like that um a really good way to helping with that is to reach back to your ancestors from that time and heal the pain that they caused and allow them to be forgiven and you can forgive them as well and just basically open up that channel for um things to be healed and and put to peace and so that's That's i think quite important right now because we do have quite a strong pushback from i think everyone's you know the veil's dropping away everyone's Mm -hmm. getting into this idea of oneness we were talking about that a little while ago hannah you know this amazing feeling once you feel it you can just never go back so we're kind of getting this pushback from just centuries of thinking that we're divided and now it's it's basically time to heal it so you can do that through your your ancestor practice as well just by reaching out and and finding out who they were what needs forgiven here and just write it out in your journal it's it's amazing (laughs) that is such a beautiful perspective and Mm -hmm. i've never thought about that but yeah well it makes so much sense too you know and you think about like I do something with my spirit team called witch mail where I will do what you're talking about where I'll journal out all of my thoughts Mm -hmm. and my feelings and messages that I feel like I need to express to my spirit team and in a way it's doing what you're talking about except it's not being super intentional and I wonder the different kind there's so many different kinds of energy work that you can do and it makes me wonder what kind of facilitation this would feel like Mm -hmm. and I'm excited to 
I'm gonna do an alter and everything. I'm super excited to download your freebie, Janie, because this is something that I'm super interested in and doing like the healing shadow work is something I feel like a lot of us are really being called into right now. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yep, I agree. Perfect time, you know, perfect time to dig right in. Yes, that's amazing. And you can see as well, I have a few um, little anecdotes of people I know who have started researching their family trees. Uh, And it doesn't have to be, like you don't have to have the intention to talk to spirits in order to do this. But uh, you can simply just start to be curious and find out, well, who were my great-great-grandparents? Where did they come from? Have we always lived here? And just see what lots of free websites out there and books and things about doing your own research just see where it takes you and I know for a fact that there's two people I know who have started doing family research and uh, one person they actually there's been um it's like one of these childhood arguments that happens and uh you know, no one really remembers who's to blame anymore. It's mm-hmm. like, you stole my shoes when we were 11 and I've never forgiven you. So <laughs> then you come into adulthood and you're still fighting and you still have that kind of frostiness. Sure. Um, but doing the um, research on our ancestors and everything, um, finding, I think it was like our fourth time great-grandparents and finding the grave and just getting the gravestone tended to ordering a new mm. gravestone with a new um, inscription on it and just putting some flowers down there every week. And these arguments that she's had with her siblings, they've vanished. Like, they talk all the time now. Oh, and you might think it's unrelated, but I've seen it happen to um, this other person that I know as well who started doing um, her ancestor research, just trying to find things out. And uh, she's actually started writing a book (laughs) about um, things that she's been finding out because she's realised the town that she lives in, there was actually one of the worst witch hunts in the entire world happened here. And there were so many people who died who were falsely accused. So she's now writing this book to try and bring justice to these people. And she's done that just because she started off with her family research and it's just given her this amazing inspiration to go forward and do this for these women. That's incredible. We're all connected. Yeah. We're all connected, you know, and everything I, we are learning this so much this year. And I feel like that's like one of the like blessings, like amidst the chaos is that we are seeing that we come into everything within our life at the perfect time. Mm-hmm. and that everything is connected and so like you saying like you may not believe that this has anything to do with it but like you can see the parallels and you can see the mm-hmm. synchronistic ties and it totally does because everything is so freaking connected you guys and it's yeah. like I feel like we're all becoming very privy to that that there is like definitely a process at play here mm-hmm. that's kind of like following the string along and not that we don't all have like complete and total free will we can go whatever freaking way we want to yeah but it's so crazy I totally get that like it's like you come into these bits of information like exactly when you need to and it leads you all sorts of places that like 
are so synchronistically creepy cool <laughs> and then you like realize how much more that everything is connected than you realized even before yeah it's nuts thank oh. you for today this has really been such a beautiful discussion Janie it's been my pleasure <laughs> we appreciate it we really do because I, I did not know no like yeah. seriously we don't do anything like this in the United States. And it's funny because living in Wisconsin, we have a ton of like Irish and Scottish settlers and English settlers that settled here years and years and years ago. Um, but none of that translated over. That's a real shame because it really is a beautiful culture. Well, I'm biased because I'm- <laughs> No, it, it's true. We think so too. <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but it's absolutely, I mean, there's just, nowhere like here in the world I just love it here yeah. <laughs> and it's beautiful that we can kind of pass all these things down because we are so like I don't know if it's from living on a tiny little island but we're all just so about family like we're yeah. all really just everything's yeah. about family here where I'm from so it's amazing yeah. so I feel like I'll just give you a few quick steps to do your little um, ancestor contact Please. so of course journaling is really important so that's steps one and two basically you just have to journal out what you know about your ancestors you can start by just writing down all the names of everybody who's related to you alive or dead that you know and then just see how far you get with that and second is to just reflect on what would it be like to have ancestor contact so like we're saying it can come out in a, in a very like a kind of creepy way um like oh there's spirit, there's spirit there I don't know what to do or if you're having a strange dream so ancestors tend to reach out to us during dreams as well mm -hmm. um and sometimes you might just wake up and have this feeling that you want to do something and that could be a message from your your ancestors kind of contacting you when you're in that kind of sleep state so just reflect on any dreams that you've had that might have ancestor messages in there and even before you go to sleep you can say um I would like you to guide me let me know how I can connect deeper with you and of course the altar so fourth step is creating your altar and making offerings of thanks so we start that on the 28th um, we set it up, light the candles just before you go to bed, have a wee five minutes, meditate and say, I'd like to make contact with my ancestors, anything you would like me to know, anything that I can do for you to make you comfortable, to ease your passing, anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, and then before you go to sleep, just make your intention to allow these messages to come through. And you do that every night for seven nights until the third of uh, November and on Halloween night the 31st it's really fun to place some food so I always put some either some porridge oats or some oat cakes and some dried berries because that's uh, quite a cultural food so that's kind of representing my ancestors again so you can use anything really um you know you can put dried chilies if you come from a warmer country if you're in the mediterranean you know rice anything like that if you're from an asian culture just something that kind of represents your ancestors and what they would have um, eaten based on their culture and their part in the world uh, and you leave that there 
and when you're kind of tidying everything up you just kind of put it back out to the earth um, and I like to put it out into the garden so that then the fairies can have a wee munch on it as well oh, <laughs> and it's a wee thing to <laughs> adorable <laughs> uh-huh. and there you go. that's five easy steps to uh, make your first ancestral contact this halloween oh Janie, thank you so much this really has been special okay. <sighs> it's yeah. one of my favorite topics and I'm, it's just something that i've never thought to actually talk to people about before because I think it's just commonplace and I realize sometimes I might be a little bit weird (laughs) well not Not weird weird. (laughs) not even weird dude like tapped in to be honest you're tapped in to like your line and it's beautiful like you're tapped into your bloodline and that is so badass and I love that you're because okay this is always my thing is I'm like I've always wanted to offer food because mm-hmm. I'm I'm German and like really German and so we eat like very specific foods mm-hmm. and I could totally do this but I didn't know what to do with it afterwards because I'm like okay mm-hmm. I'll put it on my altar for like a night and I'll like put out the intention that like hey like this is for you guys I'm still doing this like I'm keeping our like our recipes alive and then I'm like what do I do with the food because I don't want to waste it but I could totally put it out in my garden like that is so smart and so thank you for connecting that for me because that makes so much sense that's just so amazing I have things like this as well where I'll do something and then I'll go and um do something just because it feels right and because I want to do that right now um because I think it'll be a good idea I'll go and read a book and I'll say this is the steps that you have to do in order to honor your ancestors and I think I've been doing this since I was like 13 years old (laughs) how do you know that stuff (laughs) so it's just amazing how your instincts definitely do kick in and you Mm -hmm. do have that kind of guidance whether you're aware of it or not Mm -hmm. um there you go now you know you've been doing it right your instincts are correct and you know exactly what to do now when you're clearing up your altar you just sweep everything into a dustpan and throw it out into the garden and just return it to the earth that's beautiful i love that yeah thank you so like much full cycle that's yes. totally what it is yeah mm-hmm. and it's like being able to connect in a way that's like so sacred and i always think of lauren elizabeth with the bread do you yes know talking about? yes i do i think yeah. about that a lot yeah go ahead hannah Oh, oh, yeah. It's just that like, if you are looking to connect with your ancestors, a really beautiful thing you can do is bake a loaf of bread. Because that is something that like within every culture, women mm-hmm. have done over and over and over again. And that's just like such a beautiful and easy way that you can go about it. Amazing. It's lovely. Mm-hmm. And so as nice. well, we have this little um, folktale in Scotland. When you're making a loaf of bread, you need to put little crosses on the top after as soon as you take it out of the oven do little crosses on the top so that the spirits can come out because when you're oh making the God. spirits to help it rise and then you need to let them out by putting the little crosses and then they fly <laughs> off into the ether again <laughs> i love, I love that. it <laughs> that's cool because the yeast is alive so in yeah. a way that's you know it really yeah. is like oh it's so badass okay our friends Janie share with the audience how they can get in touch with you 
you can find me on Facebook, on Instagram as well, where I do a tarot card of the day. Um, I haven't done that for a little while because I was really not well and I thought, oh my gosh, this is the first time I've been not well in years, yeah. um, unfortunately, but I'm going to keep doing that in the future. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, my website is tarotealeaves.com. Um, I have an Etsy site as well where I do tarot readings. And I'm also going to be sharing this amazing ancestral healing package, um, which has got the workbook, the meditation, and you get a very extensive tarot reading to help you connect more with your ancestors. You get all the instructions and everything for you to go and set up your altar and do your little ritual. And plus you get all the support from me if you have any questions. Um, and that is just on my website until the 27th because of course the ritual starts on the 28th so if you want to do this along with me make sure that you get that by tuesday beautiful and we will of course make sure that all of these links are available within the description boxes no matter which platform you're choosing to either listen or watch from today but once again janie graham thank you so much this has been one of those conversations that's going to stick with us I think for quite a while yeah we'll reference this for a while and reference you for a while <laughs> so true thank you all right our friends well that wraps us on another coffee chats episode like always our friends we are looking for more people to come on the show so if you have a metaphysical slash spiritual topic that you have a bit of background on that you're interested in sharing with individuals who have a passion for metaphysical slash spiritual knowledge, then definitely make sure you check out the description box below. Hannah and I will make sure that we include all of the information that you need to access the form to sign up for your own coffee chat slot. But other than that, I believe we are scooting out the door. Thank you so much for spending this time with us and have a wonderful rest of your week. Thank you so much for listening to Into the Rabbit Burrow podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with your friends and leave us a review on iTunes. We truly appreciate your support. And if you're looking to connect with Hannah and Elizabeth, head on over to www.dearenlightenedone.com. Thanks again for journeying into the rabbit burrow with us. And until next time.